This season of Your Mum is sponsored by Dots for Spots, the number one selling spot treatment on Amazon. Shah, tell us about your Dots for Spots experience. Hi, Charlotte here, first time Dots for Spots user, long time spot owner. So one night I was minding my own business and I felt a spot coming on. So I popped on a Dot for Spot for the evening. Now, if you've not seen Dots for Spots before, they're basically little clear stickers which you just place over your spot for about six hours. Um, I completely forgot about it, forgot I was wearing it, went to the shops, oops. Um, and lo and behold, before bedtime, um, I took it off and it felt like my skin was on the mend. And it's really unlike traditional spot creams because it feels super gentle and it doesn't leave any sticky mess or make my skin feel tingly and tight. Plus, it's vegan and cruelty-free to boot. You can get Dots of Spots from dotsofspots.com, Amazon and IRL at Urban Outfitters. <laughs> Hi, I'm Keeks. And I'm Charlotte. And this is Your Mum. This is a podcast all about our bonkers boomer mums. Each week we tackle different topics and get their perspective on life as they know it. Hello. Hi, Charlotte. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you. How are you feeling? You look a bit uptight, but... Oh, I always have my my arms are folded, my legs are crossed. It's because I haven't showered in two days and I don't want to be wafting around. She is sitting right next to our producer, Sam. She's in the waft. I'm part woman, part dust ball at the moment. It will be good in the end, though. Like, it'll be worth it. Oh, woe is me. I've got a new bathroom. I'm having such issues with it. It's like I'm confronted with an actual serious situation serious this adult situation the most, like drama i've had in my life i mean for a while yeah and I mean, since i lost that cat gosh yeah so that brings us quite neatly on to the most the drama you've had in your life recently and yes. i'm sorry i've made that a joke because it's mean, not yeah it's not but it's nice to not be super solemn about it you know and is that your general reaction? Now it is, before it wasn't. Keeks's mum had a stroke yes. earlier this year, which yeah. we touched on briefly in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. it would be really great to know more and understand your experience of going through that. And also Morva's. Yeah. How's she doing? How are you doing? Yeah, so I'm good. Like, now, good. Mum is good. She's just, like, a bit up and down emotionally which is like to be expected if you have something like life-changing happen to you um but yeah it was really interesting speaking to mum about this yesterday it was nice to yesterday you see how close I do my homework when when I have to hand it in um but yeah she it was nice to speak to her in a really level way and kind of go through from before it happened to when she wasn't experiencing it and life now because I think maybe we I haven't really spoken to her about the lead up to it at all um can you start chronologically then yeah of course so so it happened um mid-January and basically I said to I asked mum yesterday like how did you were you feeling any kind of weird way before it happened like did you kind of expect it not that you expect like something to happen Mm. but you know you feel off in your body you know like if you get a I can only compare it to when you get a cold you can start to get like a tickle in your throat or whatever and she was like yeah um she just wasn't she was Mm. feeling just a bit iffy iffy, a bit down um down as as in mentally mentally yeah not great because she said she was like we hadn't we'd been in lockdown for like months like in and out 
Um, obviously, Uncle had passed away. And that took, I think that took away a lot of her feeling of purpose because mm-hmm. my uncle, when he passed away, he was 95, but he was pretty capable up until maybe the last few months of his life. He lived by himself. Such a legend. Yeah. Um, and he, but my mum did everything with him, like as in, no, sorry, he did everything with my mum. So he would come to all our dinners, like parties. She would take him shopping. She would just hang out with him. He would just always be around. And I think that when he passed away, that was like the last bit of like purpose she felt like she had because she had obviously retired as well. So, and she's someone that has to do stuff. She's always yeah. doing things. She's very busy. So she said that had obviously taken that away and she was obviously also mourning him. Um, but also she said she was it was a week before her birthday and she was like another like it's another celebration that we can't have so then that mentally was like getting her down too but what she was saying is that because I had asked her about how corona she thinks coronavirus might have impacted her stroke and she said that she couldn't get hold of her medication for her high blood pressure at all from her doctors it was basically sending her around in a loop like you have to go to the pharmacy but the pharmacy was going it's not at this pharmacy it's at another one that pharmacy was saying you have to go to the gp so not only is she not getting the medication but her blood pressure is also rising because she's stressed yeah that's exactly what she said that's exactly what she said so um yeah she was like I've, she's had high blood pressure literally since she was 23 when she had my oldest sister but it wasn't diagnosed until she had me at 38 so she knows that when how she feels when she hasn't taken it and this is what had happened Mm. so that was the lead up to it but the actual day of the stroke so my mum had been saying to me I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before that like she can be a little bit dramatic so she'll be like she's a bit of an extremist like the worst it's the always the worst thing like all I'll say oh my fingers hurting well it could be finger cancer like (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly it's like I'll have to come off (laughs) yeah exactly she's literally told one of my friends my friends went um because she used to be a sexual health nurse a lot of my friends would talk to them about their like yeah just like gynecological stuff and my friend had said I have to have a colon not a colonoscopy Uh, yeah 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 but Co- that... Coloscopy. Yeah, because that's no up your colon. bum. <laughs> Colonoscopy's up your bum. Okay. You said you're going to lose your bum. <laughs> your mum's going to prolapse. Your... <laughs> oh, that's such a good episode. <laughs> your mum prolapses. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, yeah, so she had to have like cells checked basically for um, her smear test. And um, my mum literally said to her at dinner, you really need to have that done because um, you could have your cervix amputated. Oh. Not removed. No, amputated. Amputated. So it loses its legs. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <okay. laughs> it's wild. The fallopian tubes just go. The oh. fallopian tubes just don't... You know those tubes that have air in it? It's just... <laughs> um, yeah, so she's a, she can be a bit like that. So she had been saying to me for a few days, oh, I just feel a bit off I'm, oh, I think I might have Parkinson's and okay. I was just a bit like you don't have par- you yeah. don't have Parkinson's you're yeah. fine and then she was like oh I might have MS like and I was just yeah a bit like oh, mum you're being a bit dramatic just let's just monitor it but she had then kept saying it and I'm lucky because i um, can she? They're in my bubble, so at that point I could go over for dinner. So I'd went over for she'd cooked dinner that that day. And she, but she was like, "Look, I can't lift my left arm," and I was just like, "Oh, 
there we go. So if you still can't lift it, mum, like go how, see how you're feeling. If you can't lift it, then you need to go to the hospital the next day. But she, I said to her yesterday, because I was like, did you know that you were having a stroke at that moment? Because that Sunday is when she had the stroke. Wow. She'd had it that night before and she'd woken up, she'd cooked dinner. OMG. Just crazy. And she was like, yeah, I felt a bit off, but I'd said to her, see how you feel. My dad had and my sister had as well. Um, but I said to her, when, you, when she cooked the dinner, how I knew something was wrong with her, because the dinner didn't taste as good as normal. Oh, and, no. and she said yesterday, she was like, so my dinner didn't taste good. <laughs> She's like, now you tell me, this yeah. is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> exactly. So, mum, please don't take it to heart. You'd had a stroke. So if you couldn't, you know, It wasn't representative stuff, of your best work. Yeah, and it's fine. Wow. It's understandable. I bet it, I bet... I bet it still tasted it's pretty great. Right? Yeah, it was very <laughs> edible. edible. Uh, so, she, yeah, she she couldn't... You know you hear all those adverts about stroke? Yes, and was it burning fast? toast. It, yeah, it's, you can oh, smell burning yeah. toast. And then it's fast. So face, that has yeah. one side of their face fallen. It hadn't for no. her. Um, arms, although she did, she couldn't she lift her that, arm. But yeah. I thought, well, she is 60-something, so maybe she just needs to do some weights. I don't know. I was just like, what? You're... You know when someone does something, you just think they're being yes because you don't know. I don't know they're... her actual strength, yeah. so I was like, okay, well, you're. I don't expect you to be able to lift, keep your arms up for like a minute without it hurting anyway. I can't, so that's why I was like, just keep an eye on it. Then it's speech, the speech slurred, hers wasn't, and then T time to call nine nine nine. I mean, I don't think that's enough information no. about the stroke. And it, it, as a medical professional, did she know? Do you think she twigged? earlier than most people would have done that something was off I think so but also my mum doesn't like going to hospital herself because she knows so she the treatment yeah so I think well. she put it off and I said to her like you didn't we didn't call 999 why did we not call 999 for you to mm-hmm. go in the ambulance to hospital because my sister came and picked her up and yeah. took her to guys yeah which is no sorry to St Thomas's which is a really far yeah. I'd say like 40 minute car yeah. journey where they live at near a hospital that's like 10 minutes away. <laughs> Why? Because she was like, I didn't oh, want to one. go to Lucian, which is where the hospital that they, they live near, because she was like, it's the worst hospital. And to be fair, it, it, it is. Like Sorry it's... if anyone's listening. <laughs> Why is it Lucian Hospital? The people, I'm sure, are lovely, but the actual... The ratings and Yeah, if whatever. it was having Google ratings, it would have a 1.2, I'd say. Advisor reviews. Yeah, for hospitals, good. yeah. So, uh, and also my uncle died in that hospital, so I think bad, she then bad had memories. bad memories. Do you know what? My family have a thing about this hospital near us. Guess what it was called? Death Door. Wall's Grave. <laughs> so <Right>? near. <laughs> Isn't it incredible? They recently rebranded. To um, what? Compton Yorkshire oh, okay. University Hospital, I think. Oh. Mm. Sounds um, less uh, sounds like severe. A radio station or something. Um, <laughs> but yes, isn't that bad? Yeah. Just think about the optics of these things. I know. it's. I'm... The place is called Wallsgrave, but don't build a hospital there then. You know? Yeah, build it on the other build side of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so she, they, my sister drove her and she said that when she got to the hospital, they put her straight into a wheelchair Ooh. and she went oh into, casu- when she went into casualty, they knew it was serious until he took her straight to the stroke unit. Oh, yeah. So, um, obviously as, even as a medical professional, maybe it's your own body or yeah. whatever, my sister. So 
Oh, from my point of view, like, not that this is about me, but from my point of view, my sister had phoned me that morning and I had a live thing to do for our old, where I used to work for Hairdressers Journal um, and at nine and my sister phoned me at like eight and said, I'm driving mum to hospital. We think that she's had a stroke. And I was just like, first of all, I felt an immense guilt go over me. Mm. Um, Not going to go Um, The arm thing. Yeah. And not like, oh, cakes. But it's not you. No, I know. I don't know why I'm being so... I'm so sorry about my period. <laughs> I hate to throw that around, but it actually is true. Um, I'm fine. So, yeah, I just felt really guilty because I, um, I felt like I didn't believe her when... Yeah, but everyone does that, and she's in the best place as well because she's Sorry, a medical Sam, this professional. Is very <laughs> and then also your sister, your yeah. sisters, yeah, both um, medics. Sorry, that was everyone really acted in the right way. Yeah, and because there wasn't like a dramatic thing that happened. Yeah, it's not like this is therapy for me now. The, you. you know, her, her, her face didn't go funny. Yeah, she, her face didn't and fall to one side. I didn't know she was just doing some light aerobics. <laughs> you thought with the yeah. arm thing yeah so I just I just felt guilty that I made I didn't it's not that I didn't believe her it's that I didn't take her seriously yeah um do you think she'll use it against you in future <laughs> genuinely <laughs> genuinely I'm like she's no, got I've, good ammo there truly <laughs> uh so yeah so she, my sister phoned me and said that and I was just like I felt so helpless because like it's corona. We couldn't... I remember going to the hospital to see my uncle and we couldn't yeah. actually go in. We were allowed to go into the ward when one nurse went, go on, like, go in, it's fine. But other than that, you're not allowed to be with people. Um, so I knew that I couldn't go and see her or go up there. It would make no difference. So I told Laura, the editor of Hairdresser's Journal that, that I was doing the live with, and Laura was just like, oh, my God, are you going to be OK? Because you, having worked with me, you know that I cry at literally the drop of a hat. <laughs> This is a valid uh, reason to cry. Yeah, but I think maybe Laura might have also, as I would if I was her, be nervous that I'd start crying on the live. Yeah. Um, you but did, I think did you I, do the live? Yeah, so I did the live. Oh, my god! And I watched it back yesterday, and my eyes are so bloodshot, not bloodshot, oh. but glassy. Oh. So when I, I thought I looked great. <laughs> I thought I, I was like, yes, I pulled that off. But like looking back, oh, really? I don't I think... I thought you were going to be like some of my best work. <laughs> I think what I said was clear... But I think I looked like probably how I do now, just a little bit um, teary-eyed. What a shock. Anyway, yeah, so, and I think I was just maybe shocked and I just didn't know, like, was my mum going to be okay? Was she yeah. going to be able to walk? Because, like, yeah. all these things that you hear and with you, a stroke. Yeah. It, sorry, go on. No, I was about to say, yeah, all the conversation around stroke is, like, yeah. not being able to walk, facial, like, paralysis. Like, speech, like her brain, like, would she remember yeah. things? All these things were going in my head because I'm like well if she's had this stroke already and it wasn't treated immediately how much worse could it get but some people would have left it even longer if they weren't at all medical and I've been doing some like research into strokes and um adults have them like really regularly and people Mm. end up in hospital for another thing and they're like oh you had a stroke last year yes and they're like say what so this is what my mum said when they did the scan they said that she's actually had two previously she said they're called TIAs so I 
trans ischemic shock something. She really did tell me the thing yesterday, and I just completely glossed over it. But it was TIAs, and um, they said that what ha- what happens with a stroke is if you have multiple mini strokes, it's like a an A road. And sometimes they go, so no one can see this, but sometimes they go one in one lane. You know how they work. Sometimes they go down one exit and sometimes they go down the other. And sometimes, (laughs) this is how my mum explained it to me. And sometimes you get to a junction. Yeah. Yeah. Do you drive? Yeah. Just roads. Just roads. (laughs) I don't know I was like, you it's right. so you're on the A380, okay, and you go past Junction 1, Junction 2, the McDonald's, the sex shop, then then I think what? it's because my mum doesn't like driving on A-roads, so maybe it's, like, scary to her. She oh, doesn't drive on the motorway. So she, she's, like, A-roads, oh, strokey roads. Yeah, oh. horrible. Busy. Yeah, so you go down, you can go down different exits, or you can meet at a junction, and what happens at this one, you, got, you hit a junction, and this one just couldn't go to the exit I don't this big stroke that she had was yeah uh, that's how she explained it to me so we'll just go with it yeah it sounds sounds legit legit (laughs) (laughs) to be fair when she was being explained that she had been having a stroke (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) compromised somewhat (laughs) it's been yeah oh my gosh misinterpreted along the way um, I use humour as a coping mechanism, Same. so I do hope that this isn't offensive to anyone. To any stroke victims. To any stroke people. No, stroke. my I'd, I'm the same. Um, and yeah, it was coming from a good place. And <laughs> we have to mask it. Oh, we have, not mask it, but just cope. Yeah, you through humour. Yeah, so that's definitely. the same with me. That's how I stop myself from crying myself to sleep well, it at didn't night. Work, did it? <laughs> oh right, at, at night. At night, yeah. Well, it did work just now. Like, I've, I was honestly. <laughs> On the edge of it. <laughs> of a breakdown. Um, yeah, so that's she'd had some strokes in the past. So then when I got that information as well, I was even more worried because I'm like, well, she could keep having them. Um, but do you know what? Out of all of this has like come good in some sense as well, but I never realised how much my mum and dad love each other up until Ooh. this January, like... I do obviously know they love each other. I'm so lucky that I have parents that still are obsessed with each other. But my dad was like a lost puppy. He was so sad without my mum in the house. And he wasn't really eating. I went and stayed there with him just to make sure that he would like eat something and he was okay. But he just, yeah, every time we could, because we couldn't go and visit her because of corona. That's tough. We'd FaceTime um, her. We had to drop some bits off at the hospital for her, but yeah, we'd FaceTime. And then my dad would be like, is, is your mum, as your mum answered, like his face would, would light up and it was just so sweet. It was like bittersweet because it's so sad seeing men cry in general for me. Mm. It's like really, it breaks my heart because it's not something that I see often. But seeing my dad cry, I've only seen him cry three times in my life. Oh, so yeah, that was, that was lovely to see that he, they love each other so much, but also just ho- horrible to to see people you love cry and yeah, be upset. 100%. Um, I just need to check my notes because I don't no, want to do. miss anything that my mum said. Important. And I hear that your mum um, loved talking to you about her stroke experience <laughs> and w- wouldn't stop it, so you had to cut her off. I know. <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> There's a time limit here, mum. Um, enough about your stroke now. I was like, mum, we've got to get on to the other episodes, okay? <laughs> it's not all about you, even though it's called your mum. Um, 
Oh, so this is another thing. I think, again, because of COVID, because I having a stroke at any point or having complications in your health at any point is horrible. But I think during a pandemic is even what I've experienced it with my teeth. So I can only imagine what it's like if you have a stroke. <laughs> is that your biggest health scare to date, would you say? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was like, is. tried to like you know when you try to have something in common. So that's yeah. what I was doing yesterday. I was like, I completely yeah. understand. Yes, yes. My really my root canal has really been pushed back. <laughs> it's affected my speech, and I can't raise my arms. Yes. But that's not because of my dental work. That's just lack of weight training. Oh gosh. So, um, but she said that when they took her through in casualty in her wheelchair, they wouldn't let Carleen come through with her. Mm. So they wouldn't even allow like a chaperone or anything and I just think my mum is so so strong and so capable that of course that she was able to advocate for herself even in the midst of a stroke but imagine like an elderly person like imagine if my mum was yeah older or didn't have her full capacity the stroke had affected her more you just yeah you just wouldn't my sister would have only had the like whatever my mum then had been told or the notes from the doctor or whatever um so my mum said that was the probably the hardest part of being administered just seeing having to like wave goodbye to a car and not knowing when she was going to see her again and when we dropped some stuff up to her because my mum phoned and she was like I'm gonna not have a lot of battery left she left like a really long voice I haven't got a lot of battery left (laughs) these are my demands yeah she she was like I just need like a like a headscarf and a toothbrush and maybe like a night dress like just because she didn't know how long she was going to be there so we filled up a little like a hospital bag my mum has a hospital bag. bag I was about to say does she have a go but bag? we can't find we couldn't to this day we don't even oh, know where it is my Lord. can't find it that's brilliant so we put together some stuff for her and when we got up to the ward they were like obviously you're not allowed to go in and there was three people sitting outside the ward and the nurse in charge was going I'm so sorry I don't know who let you know who told you this but we can't let oh, all yeah. three of you in we can only let two of you in oh. and I was like, listen, I was thinking, gosh, this is horrible. And then the woman went, but I've been told that my dad's on his, in his last, like, hours. Like, I, we want to see him. And they were like, I'm, I completely understand the situation, but I can't let more than two of you in. I'm like, it's three people. Can't you just let one extra but to see their dad while he's oh dying? Like, God. I just, I feel obviously feel sorry for the nurses or whoever's miscommunicated that message. But, oh, my gosh, I was like... That put things into perspective. Mm. Like, my mum isn't dying. Like my mum's gonna get through this, and um, I'm very lucky. I, I don't know. It was it was so horrible to see that, but it, it it was it was good in a way to to kind of snap me out of my like yeah. feeling sorry for myself. Wallowing. And then we couldn't find. We didn't know what her bed number is when we tried to give them the stuff. So there, I was just like, her name's Mulva Reed. And then she went off with the bag. And then I saw my mum like coming out the toilet and I just started shouting mum 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 and she just, went you ain't my mother <laughs> I ain't your mother no I was just I honestly felt like I it was another person inside me just shouted I couldn't oh control it God. I was just crying so primal. I was like, yeah because I hadn't seen her for like three or four days like it was yeah it was horrible but I, she came to the door and she just looked so just just feet not feeble but just like 
yeah, yeah. I just wanted to give her a the hug. The environment isn't becoming horrible. to anyone, is it? It's yeah. Just, it's just not. It's just not. Again, need to get some more less than two stars from me. Yeah. Um, some ring but lights. I asked my mum. She did. Sorry, one thing that she did say, what she hates about hospital. She was like, "There's no amenities." <laughs> Like what? She like <laughs> a sweet toilet. Yeah, she wanted. A, I think she wanted just like little bottles of shampoo, conditioner, <laughs> a hamper with sham- a mini champagne. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but, that is bloody tough. What do you do for like towels and stuff? I don't know. Well, she's Take just like own. yeah. You've got to have people to bring them to you, or like oh, a toothbrush. If oh, if you're like an older person that doesn't have anyone, exactly. When we went to go and see my granddad in the hospital last yeah January time. Mm. Um, like going in, I was like, "Oh my god, he looks like the old man that doesn't have anyone to care for him," and that's mine, my mum's fault because we haven't been in in like an hour, like twenty four hours, yeah. and like, we haven't bought him like his change of clothes and stuff. And I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah, it's sad, and it does make you think like people. Gen- people don't have people. No, like your yeah. granddad, as much as he might look like that, he yeah. did have people <laughs> <laughs> to come and it's help like that him. All the time, really. um, but yeah, some people don't have that, so yeah, it it can't be nice. And just to kind of, I don't know how long I've been talking now, but I feel like yeah, I've been talking a long time. Um, <laughs> More for in the said, making. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I asked her what her her stroke has taught her. Nice. Um, to kind of, I mean, it didn't have to be positive, but she has um has been positive about it, and she said that it's taught her to be consistent with her medication. Oh, lovely, very. <laughs> but then uh, that wasn't her fault because yeah. she couldn't. But you know, she still says that and she said that it's also taught her the importance of rest beautiful uh, and and the love of her family oh which was really sweet yeah she said she doesn't take anything for granted anymore but what i will say as much as we have been kind of dissing hospitals as a joke but past there's a bit of truth in every joke isn't there i have to say that the uh, what's it called? Package of care that they gave my mum mm. afterwards, her like with her discharge. So she got like three carers a day. Amazing. She got physiotherapy. It was, and she's done so well in re- rehabilitation, and that's all down to you know the the National Health Service as well. It's not something she had to pay for at all. Yeah. And we're, I feel that we're so lucky in that respect yeah. because if this was in America, me and my... like We'd all On be drained. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we'd have no money. Um, I just want to shout out to my friend Emma Clark. He's an occupational therapist and does what you're describing Aww. and sorts people out with packages of care when they go home. Yeah. Gets them a raised toilet seat if they need. Yeah, I'm sure my, yeah, my mum probably and, had to have that. Um, yeah, all this stuff. So, yeah, shout out to Emma. Shout out to Emma. <laughs> you keep doing you, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Emma Clark. No, it's not. It's sponsored by Dots for Spots. Yes, it is. <laughs> well done, us. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, I I feel good about how my mum feels now. <laughs> That's what I feel good about how my mum feels. <laughs> That's what this podcast is, isn't it? <laughs> it's the new Just name. us talking about ourselves. I, I asked my mum for a comment. Did you? <laughs> yeah, on, on, on my mum. Amazing. <laughs> and I was like, you know, does it, you know, you're contemporary with more of it. Does it make you feel a sense of seizing the day, like mm. living for the moment? She was like, no, not really. I just assume that I'll be okay. Um, but it is shocking and I really felt for Keeks and Morva when because I was talking about it during it and I was like, oh my God, you never believe this, Mum. It's like, Aww. I'm so like stunned by what's happened. Did she, it, when I told you, because I was very, very cognizant, but also like, so my one of my friend's mums has passed away 
pretty recently. And also, I know that obviously your dad had a stroke before he passed away. So I... Did it affect you when I told you this? That's very telling that my first response there was, I just made a, did a pun in my head, and I was like, oh, different folks, different strokes. <laughs> and it, she was, and but I, that, <laughs> there's meaning behind that. Like, yeah. no, I didn't really equate it with yeah, cool. my experience at all. I was That's just like, good. oh, yeah, just... <laughs> Another day, another stroke. (laughs) Do you know what I do? I do not say anymore. I look, I sound like I've had a stroke. I used to say that all the time. Yeah, yeah, no idea. Yeah. So I'm I'm more now. Let's call people up. (laughs) Make them feel bad. Yeah, be like, yeah, my mum had one. Mm -hmm. Anywho, she's good now. (laughs) Long live Morva. Long live Queen (laughs) Moves. This has been your mum. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And we'll see you next week.